Alright, welcome everybody back to episode 2 of the Champions League podcast. Today we are discussing previews for the second leg of the quarterfinals. And we will start off... Oh, Liam's here as well, again. What's up, y'all? It's your boy. And we're going to start off with the same tie we did last week. The Bayern-PSG tie. We're going to go in the same old direction. And, obviously, the most hyped up tie, and probably, I would say, the most exciting first leg. Uh, a 3-2 win for PSG, which had two first-half subs from Bayern. Um, 31 shots from Bayern. Uh, another brace by Mbappe, who now has six goals in the knockout stages of the Champions League, which is just ridiculous. And then a Neymar assist that was insane. Really, it had everything. Right on, Isaac. It had everything. Um, yeah. First thing I want to talk about in that game, though, is the questionable substitutions in that game. Yes. Yes. So, the substitutions that were made before halftime by Bayern. Uh, Goretzka. They took off Goretzka, and they put on uh, Lucas Hernandez. No, sorry. They put on Alfonso Davies. And they also took off um, Su- Nicolas Sula for some reason and put on Jerome Boateng, which is a like-for-like sub. That didn't really make that much sense. Um, but the, the Goretzka for for uh, Davies seems very questionable. Yeah, I, I didn't really see the, uh, the benefit. They were down, down 2-0, kind of chasing the game at home. They were looking to get some offense going, and to do that, I wasn't really understanding... Hansi Flick's decision to bring Alaba into the midfield, put Hernandez at center back, and put Alfonso out left. I mean, I understand that Alfonso is a very good attacking fullback, but um, Goretzka offers so many shots from midfield and so many good runs. Uh, I just didn't see how putting Alaba in there would really help him out. Yeah, no, for sure. Goretzka has been a very big offensive threat uh, this season. He has... For Bayern, he has five goals, five assists in the Bundesliga, a further two goals, two assists in the Champions League. So he's he's contributing a good amount on the score sheet with two full contributions on the season. Um, so definitely a questionable decision there. I also think that another thing that was interesting is that PSG really, in the first half, Bayern showed their hand by playing a lot of one-twos out wide, with uh, especially once Davies got on. They were just... Komen and Sané are not the most direct players. They like to dribble a lot. Nabri, they, they miss that. So they like to play these ones, twos down the line. And in the first half, PSG were murdered by it. There were so many crosses. And they were dealing with the crosses really well until Marquinhos went off. And having Diallo at center back, that really ruined their ability to deal with those crosses. Danilo, sorry. Right, yeah. I thought that um, Bayern really didn't do a great job of taking advantage of Colin Dagba. I mean, they got in behind him maybe once when he was such a such a weak spot, especially when Danilo went back there. They've got Danilo and Dagba as the right side of your defense. I mean, I, I, I really don't think that Komen or really any of the Bayern attack did enough to uh, exploit that weakness. Yeah, no, I think Komen was the better of the two out of, of Sané and, and him because Sané did literally nothing. But he still wasn't, he wasn't aggressive enough, I felt. And a lot of the last balls were just lacking, which is one of the benefits of PSG having six people in the box at all times is that you, it's a little harder to find those crosses that Bayern sometimes do against Bundesliga teams. But P- 
PSG made no adjustments in the second half defensively. I really thought they should have taken Di Maria off at half and brought in a third midfielder. And uh, even, really, I would have gone two up top with just Neymar and Mbappe and played four in the midfield so I can have two centrally defensive and two out wide defensive. I see no reason why Neymar and Mbappe couldn't have scored all three of those goals alone up top. Yeah, I completely agree. I remember at halftime we were talking about, oh, like, which sub is PSG going to make? And when they took off Diallo for uh, Bakker at really the second half, that really didn't make much sense. I was thinking maybe Andrew Herrera would come in, or they'd look to bring some more uh, dynamism into that midfield. But it, it was just kind of an interesting decision to, to do that and not even bring in Andrew Herrera for the whole game. You know, defending with two in the midfield against this Byron side, you just see, you can't, you can't give up 31 shots. That's, that's just too many. Going home, I think they need to. I really would just go with a 4 4 2. I think you want to, um, with maybe a diamond in the midfield, but you want to, you want to at least have, you know, more of the ball. Don't let them, they have to score three goals away from home, so just don't let them, well, two if they shut you out, but PSG are definitely going to score in the second leg, I would say. That's the one positive I think PSG takes away is it looked like they could score every time they touched the ball. Yeah, it's, it's rare that you see a game that just completely dominate the other but the other team just walks away with such a better result I mean moving forward in the second leg it'll be interesting to see the fitness of Lewandowski it'll be interesting to see whether or not Verratti gets into the squad because he has COVID I guess probably not because this is like tomorrow yeah tomorrow so yeah why Lewandowski no I don't think so So, anyways, a very interesting second leg. I um, think so. I think so. So I think I'm gonna stick with with PSG. I think they're gonna come away. Although I do really think Bayern could come out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I guess we can move on to the next tie we talked about, which was Borussia Dortmund and City. This is a super interesting tie, which should be more interesting because of Bellingham's goal. 100%. 100%. That was one of the worst calls I've seen in VAR history. Uh, just shambolic. The problem there, obviously, is that the play was also dead, uh, and so VAR couldn't check it. And the, the way that VAR is applied is just horrible. But that was standing, this is a pretty weak Dortmund lineup. I mean, they have Mateo Morey, they have Knauf out there. Knaufmeister. <laughs> they have Knauf out there. They're playing Dahoud, who's fine, but, again, not great for a Champions League quarterfinal. That's, you know, and it's, what, Bellingham is 17? 17-year-old Jude Bellingham? Like, yeah, so you're playing a lot of inexperienced players. And City really did, didn't did dominate. They only had 11 shots, only 5 on target. They weren't, they had the ball a lot. They had 62% possession, but they didn't, they struggled to create clear-cut chances. Yeah, and... Um, not only did they struggle to create clear-cut chances in this game, but then this weekend they played Leeds, and they created a shit ton of clear-cut chances, but they couldn't finish them. So it'll be super interest- interesting to see um, what sort of front four Guardiola will look for with that 4-2-3-1, um, where if Bernardo will play up top like he did against Dortmund, or what, they'll, what they'll go with. Um, because I don't think that Dortmund's uh, defense has a shutout in them. Yeah, no, I would say usually no, but I really think this city side has such a history in the Champions League. And I wouldn't 
would not be surprised to see Guardiola after two straight lackluster performances. They needed, it probably should have been a tie against Dortmund and then a loss to Leeds. Wouldn't be surprised to see him change formations, do something crazy that's just so uncalled for, and have the team perform much poorer because of it. Um, and then for Dortmund, I think Holland didn't score in the first leg, but he had a few chances on goal where he was getting, where he got past Ruben Diaz, and I think that in the second leg, he's somebody who can he can definitely score two, maybe even three goals, and this tie could be wide open if City aren't careful at the back, like they weren't against Leeds when John Stones makes basic defensive errors from the center back. You can't step out wide when you're 60 yards from your goal, like, and they leave these huge gaps in behind, and if Dortmund can expose that, this could get very interesting. Yeah, I completely agree. This tie really, just after this first leg, has all of the ingredients for a City upset. Just has all of them. Um, the fact that Borussia Dortmund got that away goal, you know, if Borussia Dortmund scored the first goal, I could totally see Manchester City like losing their losing their cool like they do in the Champions League every year, doing some dumb shit and then ending up two 0 down. I could totally. It just seems like such a City thing. So you know, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. No. To win the the Champions League, they need to get over the mentality hump, which they have not done so far. And. This definitely could be a game that that is tested again, and if they go through, it might be a sign of things to come. Um, so, against PSG or Bayern. So. Exactly, that'll be a huge tie, uh, you know, no matter what. So, are you sticking with with City here? You know, my my brain is telling me City, but then my gut is telling me Dortmund right now. So, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to stick with my original bracket just because. I trust my my former self on this one. Gotta go see. Alright, I'll pick Dortmund just for the upset, and I think history always repeats itself. And interestingly, if, if City does go through, PSG will have one of the toughest runs to the final ever, playing a Barca-Bayern Barca and then City and to get to the final, which is the reigning European champion, the English treble winners. They'll probably come up against Real Madrid in the final final. Which we all know is a down Real Madrid team in the final is like just undefeatable. Yeah, no, it, they turn into uh, the uh, the 1970 Brazil squad. So, anyways, moving on to the next tie, Real Madrid Liverpool. Speaking of, um, this was probably the most unsurprising, surprising result. Like, get, get informed. People yeah. probably should have seen this coming, but still it felt weird seeing a Liverpool team play this poorly in the Champions League. Yeah, I think that this game kind of came down to two people. Um, the first, we'll, look, we'll start at the, uh, the, pos- the positives, the losers, Liverpool. Trent, absolute god-awful performance. You just love to see it. You know, it's just seeing Liverpool lose, absolutely. The smile on my face, and also, I'll give another shout out to the best player on Madrid, in my opinion, the German Victor Lindelof, Tony Cruz. What an absolute baller! The man's got an absolute wand of right foot. Absolutely, yeah. Trent costs. I mean, was nowhere near Vinicius's level. It was just embarrassing to watch. Or Mendy's level. Oh, yeah, or right, which is the more embarrassing thing is that Mendy was getting the ball in those situations, and it's a mismatch. He's just. It doesn't look like he's trying to defend. Like, honestly, it doesn't look like he's trying to defend. Um, but, man, Madrid just kind of 
did not they sit there defensively they're so strong they showed it again in El Clasico like when they sit back they have the players and the pace to, to press and maintain shape and you know Benzema's willing to get back there sometimes and they're just so fast they cover so much ground they're I mean kind of what Liverpool looked like you know last year yeah it's it's been so nice to see Vinicius play play this well in the last few weeks um Atalanta, he was missing the end product, and that was almost scored with probably the goal of the tournament. And um, against Liverpool, it's nice to see that his end product is actually starting to uh, to come in. So, uh, if Liverpool will have to push, and Vinicius's counterattacking threat is so dangerous, I can only see Real Madrid winning this one. Yeah, no, Real Madrid are way too good on the counter, as Barca showed this weekend, even when they're not trying to make an aggregate win. Yeah, Barca played a, a very solid game. They weren't making a lot of errors. It just happened to be that Madrid get the ball on the counter. Both fullbacks fly up. Both wingers fly up. And Benzema is just so smart about his positioning. And Modric and Cruz find the runner 10 times out of 10. So it makes it quite difficult. Um, on the Liverpool side, I think they definitely can come back. They just need... I think... Jota was pretty non-existent in the first leg, and it'll be interesting to see if him or Firmino plays in the second leg, but either one of them needs to get more involved because centrally they just didn't have enough touches in and around the danger area. Yeah, now I'd like to shout out one more player on Liverpool. Um, most uh, expected bots in the first leg. Most imaginary passes, the one and only number six, Thiago. Um, I don't really see what the hype is. It's just pretty trash. Not even gonna lie. Yeah, no, they they keep the possession very uh very too safely. They don't really make any progress when he's on the field. So I think he definitely not the biggest positive um for their team. So I'm gonna stick with well, no, I'm I don't know. I think Madrid's gonna win, but I'm gonna stick with Liverpool. I think they can pull out a, an upset. All they need is I it'll be Salah twice. It'll be It'll be 2 0 if they're going to go through. No, they're just going to have to play very defensive. And then, yeah, I don't know. The problem is if Madrid sit back, it's just going to be so hard for Liverpool to score. Yeah, I, I can see this game ending 1 1, to be honest. I think Liverpool will score first, Madrid will score second. It'll be like an Asensio 60 to 80th minute goal. And they'll just be like, all right, that was that. Classic Madrid. Let's get the job done. And move on to play Chelsea or Porto, which is the next tie. Yes, and speak of dead quarterfinal ties. This is such a depressing tie. Chelsea play some of the worst football in Europe, as do Porto, uh, which is why this game is really, this tie is really boring. Uh, Chelsea, for the first time yesterday, or no, two days ago, scored uh, three goals in a game under Tuchel. So good for them. They got the three in his like 14th or 15th game, which is no, maybe his later 16th, 16th game, which is pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm going to shout out Mason Mount right now. Absolute baller. I will not take any Mason Mount slander because he is a baller. And I think he's really been carrying the Chelsea team this year. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, they're just so unimaginative in possession and he definitely adds something. They had six shots not shots on target. They had six shots the whole game with 61% possession, which is just 
that's just so dreadful. Uh, the Tuchel football, it's really, 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 really boring. And as seen by West Brom, I think that against a team that doesn't, uh, you know, Athletic Madrid treated this Chelsea team the wrong way. They sat back. But you don't need to sit back against this Chelsea team because they don't go anywhere in position. You just need to hit them really fast on the counter and, and send bodies. Send bodies. So, what do you think about Porto's chances? Because there are two teams in this tie. They're not out of it. Yeah, no, they're definitely not out of it. They arguably played uh, the better game in the first half, in the first leg. Uh, they, they do need a shutout, which is going to be difficult. Um, they can't sit back. Like, there's... You just can't do that. Uh not going to, uh, yeah, if you sit back against this Chelsea team, they're just going to keep the ball over and over and over and over again, and they'll just end up running out of the clock, so I think Porto needs to send bodies forward. Right, yeah, uh, I don't really, I don't really see, uh, Porto making it to the semis, but it is Corona. He was unlucky for the second goal. It was a mistake, but he's an absolute ball. Rip Porto, though. It's going to be Chelsea versus Madrid. That'll be that'll be a fun semifinal to watch. Yeah, I don't think Chelsea will be able to compete with this Madrid team at all. I don't think it's a very good Chelsea team whatsoever. Uh, they're like, what, fifth in the Premier League? And this is a, and the teams that are above them are not exactly stellar. You have a Europa League Man United, a team that got knocked out by Slavia Prague and Leicester City, and then you have West Ham, whose best player is Jesse Lingard. So, being behind all those teams is not the greatest sign. Yeah, um, I mean, they've changed a lot since Tuchel came in. Yeah, they play. They're they're just they've been playing smarter, and also there's just been a lot of similarities between this season and season that they wanted when Ancelotti was sacked for Di Natale and uh, whatever the fuck. Di Matteo. And he just pulled up and won the Champions League. Yeah, no, anything can happen, but yeah, I think that Chelsea team had much more talent. As you said, this Chelsea team has the best players, Mason Mount, who is a fine player, but he's nowhere near world class or anything. side of the bracket which they will then win because they do not lose the finals yeah I think that I think Madrid really are sitting pretty right now if I'm if I were to bet on this and I'm not a betting man I don't think that Isaac is a betting man but um yeah and if Madrid pull off the Champions League and La Liga then that would just yeah, it'd be really sad. I wouldn't mind them winning the Champions League, but winning the league would be really sad. I'd rather, I want PSG to win. I want PSG to win. No, I can't.
can't have Chelsea and Porto win. It's like that's just bad for soccer. And I hate City. Fuck City. It's just they're cheating. And fuck Bayern. I hate Bayern. So Dortmund would be sick. Dortmund or PSG. That would either of those. Yeah, either of those. Yeah, I think PSG. I mean, PSG should outclass Dortmund, but we'll see what happens tomorrow with Man City. We'll see what happens tomorrow. All right, well, the games start tomorrow, today, by the time I post this. Um, and we will be back next weekend or Monday or whenever when are the next Champions League games. Uh, they are. Uh, we have two weeks. Okay, so in two weeks. All right, signing off. Thank you.